0: Everyone knows about the Chargers stars like Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, but maybe it's guys like Donald Parham and DeAndre Carter who could be the secret weapons for the Chargers offense.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles
0: Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now. But We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And you're definitely going to want to make sure you're doing that because we have the athletics Daniel Popper, Coming on tomorrow's show, but today we're talking about secret weapons, and we wanted to talk about DeAndre Carter and Donald Parham, two guys who got high praise from Brandon Staley at Wednesday's padded practice. Because David, I don't know if we're talking about them enough, and they bring a certain skill set to the table. Them along with Gerald Everett, another new tight end, that the Chargers didn't really have offensively last year. So we we'll talk about how they can start exploiting some of that, th- some of those things, and also how they can start exploiting defenses more with a much more opened-up playbook now that Justin Herbert is going into year two. But today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's not across the line. It's a not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash on. David, DeAndre Carter is a guy that was brought in for one primary reason that was very easy to see, and it was the special team's value he brings as a punt returner. But the one thing that was unclear right away was just how much of the offense he was going to be a part of, because he did have his best offensive role last season with the Washington Commanders. Now it's different. Now he's in the Chargers, a much more crowded wide receiver room, but he has been getting high praise from the coaching staff and he's been scoring touchdowns in practice.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, when your head coach is talking about you uh, as more than just a specialist, as a guy that can make plays on offense as well, I mean, you, that's got to make you feel really, really good. He said this is the guy that can play offense. He can play in the slot. He can play out wide. He's very good after the catch, and he can run with the football. Those are all very good comments. All a lot, A lot of things that make him very dangerous on special teams, but a lot of those elements can be very dangerous with the ball in his hands playing offense as well.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing the Chargers didn't really have within their ride receiving core last year. They don't have a lot of dudes who do a lot after the catch, and he is a guy that as a return man kind of comes with a job, right? Especially yeah. as a punt returner like he is. You have to be able to make people miss, and you have to be able to make people miss quickly with them running yes. at you you know, full speed. That's something he can do, and that's not something that the Chargers really had last year. They tried it a little bit with Andre Roberts, right? You saw some jet sweeps with guys like Jalen Guyton getting more than he used to get in that regards last season but nothing really ever stuck and it seemed like they wanted to kind of open up parts of their offense like that but they didn't necessarily have the personnel for it and that's what he brings especially in the red zone because according to daniel popper this dude scored four touchdowns in the last two times the Chargers have been running red zone drills that's pretty impressive for a guy who's battling for a spot that we're not really sure about right because it's like we know the wide receiver three battle battles between Jalen guyton and joshua palmer But maybe DeAndre Carter's trying to have a word there, David. And I think in the red zone, that's where I think he is a better player in that situation than Jalen Guyton to have out on the field because he does have that quick twitch ability. And sometimes when you're in the red zone and everything gets so compact, you just need somebody that's going to be able to make something happen. I think that's why Austin Eckler has really thrived in that role for the Chargers. And I think DeAndre Carter brings a little bit more of that to the table than some of the Chargers' other receivers.
1: Well, when, when he's doing his primary job as a punt returner, you have a bunch of guys that are running full speed at you, and your windows are very, very small to be able to make moves. And in the red zone, it's a very similar situation. Everybody's very cramped up. There's not a lot of space to operate, so – he has to use his quickness to be able to win, and that's what helps him win as a punt returner, and that's what's helping him win as a wide receiver as well. That quick twitch, that ability to get open very, very quickly, and you know, you get him the football, and he's making plays. So the more plays you make in training camp, the more opportunities you're going to get, and when you get more opportunities with an offense like this, that means you're taking opportunities away from somebody else.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is where are those snap's going to come from because last season, David, you might be guessing for a while if I asked you to guess who the Chargers' fifth-leading wide receiver was, right? Because we know the fir- the top four guys, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, who was number five on that list? It was Jared K.J. Cook. Hill. Oh, No, I, no I'm Hill. just talking about wide receivers. Oh, K.J. obviously, okay. yeah. Jared Cook obviously had more. All three of their tight ends from last year had more than their fifth-best receiver, but that's the point is the fifth wide receiver didn't really have a role for yeah. the team. It was KJ Hill and Jason Moore tied with three receptions. And both of those dudes were on the practice squad for a lot of the season last year. So that they didn't really have a role for that, but obviously one thing he does bring to the table and the reason he's a lot to make this team and, you know, maybe find himself on the field like Andre Roberts is because of his return ability. And he's yes. been a, pretty good kick returner i still think that you know it's nice to keep that option open as far as who's going to be competing for that job in training camp right now but punt return is something that's been horrible for the chargers yes. i mean even oh, with the touchdowns of someone like travis benjamin you had him running back in the end zone and muffing punts left and right yeah desmond it just King. hasn't yeah i mean it just hasn't been a weapon yeah desmond king's a good shot too because he definitely had a, some moments and then you know we never really saw him again but yeah. One thing this guy does bring is he's very, you know, decisive in that role. And that's something I like. And that is a something that's kind of, you know, unexplored for this Charger Special Teams unit, David. Having the punt returns be something that is a weapon for you. They're hoping this guy can be that, them and new head or new special teams coordinator, Ryan Ficken.
1: Well, last year the, the Chargers weren't getting a, but around eight yards on a punt return and, and that was being that's being generous. So oh,
0: yeah, that's the average definitely I mean it had to be worse than that. It felt like everyone was like two yards. Like, exactly.
1: That's what it felt yeah. like. Just imagine what it would be like if your punt returner got you 10, 15 extra yards of field position. That is enormous. That's shortening the field for an offense with a quarterback like Justin Herbert and wide receivers like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, running backs like Austin Eckler, the shorter the fields, the more dangerous they become. So just getting a little bit extra, just having that that special teams unit not be something that's a hindrance, but something that's actually helping you shorten the field, man, that would
0: be a beautiful sight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they only averaged 5.9 yards per punt return last Ugh, year. That's disgusting. just not, not gaining you much special teams wise and he is built for that kind of a role he's a smaller dude for sure he's quick he does have that quick twitch that we were talking about and he has the ability to take one to the house and if they can incorporate into that offense it would definitely be useful he brings something to the table him gerald everett donna parham i think all guys that you actually think of as some players who can get some yak i mean donald barney oh, yeah. is one of the best yards after the catch guy on the chargers last season gerald everett quick. was definitely one of the better tight ends as far as yards after the catch and deandre yeah. carter i mean that's kind of what his game is built around you did not really have the stats in a very limited role last year with washington but you can see it right and i mean ryan ficken saying hey this dude's even quicker in person than he was on his tape and obviously when you're in the red zone and he's scoring four touchdowns in a span of three practices Obviously, that quickness is showing up. And now we see, you know, the coaches have taken notice. Haven't heard a lot about Jalen Guyton. Maybe some of those snaps are going to get eaten into. But I am excited about this dynamic duo. And it's kind of just a mysterious thing of what these two dudes could do. DeAndre Carter and Donald Parham. Because if there's one thing we know about Donald Parham, he is a freak athletically, right? He's a yes. huge dude and definitely Skyscraper. could be an X factor for this offense if they can kind of finally unlock him. He had 10 catches, 20 catches. What does 2022 have in store for a fully healthy Donald Parham? We're going to get into that. But speaking of dynamic duos, another one I always think about are built Bars and Cookie Dough because that is what's going on right now at Built.com With all of the great flavors, you might have thought to yourself, hey, they can't get any better at Built Bar, right? They just can't come up with even crazier, even better flavors. I'm here to tell you that is wrong. The Cookie Dough Chunk Puff that is going on right now at Built Bar is my new favorite Built Bar, and I have a lot of them. That's, That's a pretty high thing, a very high spot on that list to crack because there's so many great flavors. But with cookie dough chunk, you're getting something that's a treat. What is better than cookie dough? Cookie dough ice cream, cookie dough everything. And you're getting it at 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. So get some cookie dough in your day, and you don't have to feel bad about it with Built Bars because you're getting something that tastes great and is good for you as well. And since you listen to this show, you can even save some money on it because if you go to Built.com right now, You can save 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, well, we talked about secret weapon number one, DeAndre Carter, the return specialist, who maybe will get some snaps offensively, right, especially in the red zone with the way he's performed so far in training camp. The other guy that's always kind of tough, David, to talk about is Donna Barham because the skill set is so obvious. You see Absolutely. how big he is. He ran a 4-6, right? There's a play in the XFL where he just left an entire secondary in the dust. I mean, the dude has skills. And through two seasons, right, I mean, still feels like there's a lot left to be desired. He's not putting up big touchdown numbers, right? Career high, 20 receptions last year, only 30 career receptions for Donald Barham. And kind of like Gerald Everett, where like you always felt like you could have gotten more out of it. You kind of get the same feeling with Donald Parham. And the great news is, is he's come back healthy from a very scary injury last season. And he's showing off so far in training camp. I feel like he's really picked it up the last couple of days. I know he had a couple of drops early on, but it seems like the notes coming out of training camp over the last few days have been, hey, Donald Barham's going to be a problem. And he took it to Bryce Callahan at Wednesday's practice. I mean, that's a mismatch, but that dude's been tearing everybody up defensively. He's making plays on him, and he just had another strong practice, David, trying to carve out a role for himself as that tight end, too.
1: Donald Parham is absolutely a secret weapon because when he has the ball in his hands, he makes plays that people his size don't make. He is deceptively quick. He can make moves in the open field. He can run over you. He is improved Mm -hmm. as a blocker. Pretty much every single day that he's been in the league, seems like they figured out how to use. He's figured out how to use his frame better. Those long arms, those long limbs, to be able to. Hey, you might not be able to to dominate guys. You not be might not be able to win with strength, but you have tools that you can use at your disposal to still be effective. And it seems like that has definitely continued to improve and get better for Donald Parham. He is no question a weapon. He is gigantic. He has a huge catch radius and i think that's something yeah. that needs to be exploited a lot more this season donald parham is a weapon and the chargers seem like they are finding more and more ways and getting more and more comfortable with how to use him
0: absolutely and i mean he, he was a project right he's an undrafted player coming out of stetson college and he yeah. had it as a guy that the chargers took a chance on coming out of the xfl him and storm norton pretty much at the same time and it's just Cool to see his growth and the fact that he's made it now to the NFL and is, you know, competing for really important snaps and a really, really good offense. But yeah, Brandon Staley, most importantly, he said this. He said, I know that our quarterbacks have an enormous amount of confidence in him. He's shown to make a lot of big plays in the passing game. I think that he improves as a blocker every time he's out there, which is big for him because he's not a good blocker. Right. And he says it gives a, gives us flexibility in how we play. He's at a very good camp. I'm proud of him. He said, I'm proud of him in both the questions. That was asked about Donald Barham. That is cool too, just because like you can tell like how cool Brian Staley thinks it is that this dude's kind of gone through what he has and has yeah. come back looking better than ever, right? And I think there's two places here, David. I mean, three touchdowns in each of his seasons. If you're six foot eight and you know, but move around like that guy does, that should be a bigger number. Like I yes. wouldn't be surprised if he breaches that six that he's had in his first two years combined. In this season, just because even if I don't see a ton more snaps, a ton more targets for Don Aparim I think he can be used more efficiently. And I think the yeah. Chargers have a better idea, as Brandon Staley was saying here, of how they want to use him. And it's one in the red zone. It doesn't just have to be fades and stuff because that hasn't yeah. always worked with him. But right. using that size, using that yak ability, he's definitely a threat down there and should be used more down there. And, you know, more things should be centered around him down that area. But it is also in between the 20s, David, because if you give this guy a runway, if you let this dude get to top speed and he's going to be running through a secondary and there's not many corners or secondary members that want to tackle a dude that size.
1: He's a matchup nightmare. I mean, catching the football, trying to get this guy on the ground in the open field. It's it's a chore. (laughs) I mean, he is a guy that you have to game plan for. You have to worry about. There are no defenders that are six foot eight. There are no defenders that are going to be able to match up with him effectively. (laughs) If he is able to use that frame and maximize that catching, that catching radius, then he's a guy that could turn into someone who absolutely nobody is going to understand how to defend properly. Uh, I think that we haven't seen all there is to see with Donald Parham. And I think this year with the amount of weapons around him, there are going to be opportunities for him Mm -hmm. to be showcased and for him to shine.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And they definitely could. It's just going to be, hey, you know, we expect Gerald Everett to get a ton of targets as well. Sure. So how many targets it turns into, I'm not sure. But could they use him more effectively? Could he elevate this offense if they could find a way to unlock that skill set? 100%. he's one there of the got. few players on this offense where it's like, hey, if he puts it all together, how do you keep him off of the field? Yeah. Right, Just because he is such a matchup nightmare. He does have that speed. He is a red zone threat. And you
1: could put them both on the field at the same damn time.
0: And as Gerald Everett says, he's huge, <laughs> and there's exactly. always space for that. Unless you want to put, you know, Calais Campbell's six foot, you know, self out there on the playing him in the slot. I got. Please do that. I'd love what, what to do see you, that. What do you do about <laughs> that? But uh, Gerald Everett did say though, he's like LeBron James playing tight end. I definitely want to compliment him. And Trey McKitty, we're going to have a great unit. But yeah, I mean, size wise, he is pretty much LeBron James, right? I mean, maybe yeah. a little thinner. I mean, yeah, a little thinner, super sure. <laughs> super thick. LeBron's like two eighty, yeah. I mean, it just tells you kind of what kind of athlete this is. And like, I mean, if we're talking about a secret weapon about a dude who could not be any less of a secret, I mean, you're going to see it. Can't really sneak him out. You're not not going to miss
1: him. Yeah.
0: You're going to know where he is at all times. But one thing that Gerald Everett did talk about too, was just the way that he's getting used in this Chargers offense. And more to what we were talking about before, where you have guys now where you can run different things. And he was asked specifically about jet sweeps and being an asset in the screen games, two things that, we weren't seeing much of Jared Cook doing last year, right? So that's a stark Thank contrast God. there. Yeah, not something we wanted to see from Jared Cook last year <laughs> no. either, admittedly. But he said, if I can contribute to the offense or the team, I'm able to do it, then I think that should be incorporated. be happy to equip the offense with those type of things, whether it be the jet sweeps and screens or pass protection. It doesn't really matter. Just one of the few things I want to add to the mentions that we already have. And that is the nice thing for Gerald Everett, David, is like, He does unlock some things that like he's going to, you know, carve his own snaps out of this offense just because of the things he's able to do with the ball in his hands. And he's just a mean dude with the ball in his hands. That should never not, you know, should never go without saying, right. That he's just not somebody you want to tackle. And I think the other thing with him, David, specifically is just that he brings those elements to the chargers offense and he doesn't have to be the main guy, right? Like he is, the cherry on top for this offense. I think he's going to have a very important role, but he's not coming in to save Justin Herbert. He's just coming in to add on to what is already a pretty special unit.
1: Yeah. And I think maybe there's some fans out there that are probably a little bit scared when a tight end says you can give me jet sweeps and you can, you can do screens with me, but this isn't your typical tight end. Uh, I think Gerald, Gerald Everett in the open field, like you said, is a mean dude. Like he likes, he invites contact. He wants to run you over. And he can make you miss too. And he has deceptive speed and quickness. He's a little bit smaller of a profile for a tight end, but he is probably a lot more physical than most tight ends out there. And that's how he wins. That's how he is effective when he is in those jet sweep situations, in those pass protection situations. That's what makes him so difficult. That's what. That's why he is a yak monster.
0: Yeah, and why we're so bullish on him and you know what yeah. he can do. Now that it's Justin Herbert throwing him the ball. And it's been pretty cool during this training camp to just see them start to get on the same page, to see that connection start to grow. And I think we have, especially during this last week, it seems like it's been ramping up a little bit. Definitely was more when I went on Monday than when I went last Wednesday with you to the first training camp. So yeah, I think that's something that it's very exciting to think about. And he did talk about just loving Justin Herbert just as a player and off the field too, just as he's a super humble guy. But they also already might have beef because Gerald Everett may or may not have compared him to Jared Goff. And uh, that's not something that we've heard before. Russell Wilson might have been part of it too. So we're going to get into that and also what Brandon Staley has to say about Justin Herbert in year two and how much more this offense could potentially open up. But David, this episode is sponsored by Bet Online or Better Help, I should say, Bet Online as well. But BetterHelp is something I'm super excited about as a sponsor, David, because it's something that's pretty near and dear to my heart and something I think everyone should know about. One of the things that really helped me during the pandemic for sure when I was stuck at home was being able to do remote therapy from my house and be able to talk to someone and just give out a little bit of the burden I was carrying doing as much as I am. And BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. That's pretty good. And one of the things that's great about BetterHelp specifically when you have a therapist a lot of times you're going to see them in person right like you're having all these things build up throughout your week and you're like okay i can't wait to tell them with better help it's much easier to do that because you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to and getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone and with therapy It can take a few tries to find the right fit for you, but with BetterHelp, it makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed, because that is an important thing. You have to kind of find somebody that you vibe with, really, right, and somebody that you want to be able to talk to. But right now, they have a special offer for our listeners. You guys can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. (laughs) so Gerald Everett did compare Justin Herbert to Jared Goff and there's a little bit of context I'm leaving out there but just not something I was expecting to hear coming out of the press conferences (laughs) you know shout out to everyone out there asking the hard hitting questions that lead to an answer like that but when Gerald Everett was talking about Justin Herbert he said Justin Herbert is a great guy off the field I met him off the field before we even started throwing passes and OTAs I can't say enough about the guy he's extremely humble with him being as young as he is, the sky is the limit for him. But this is also what he said. (laughs) He can scramble. He's kind of like a mesh of former Seahawks, current Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson, and Jared Goff, his former quarterback with the Rams. He said, I was fortunate enough to be able to play with two great quarterbacks in Jared and Russ. And I feel like Justin is a mesh of both of those things with his height and the ability. And I hope that the height, was the part he was trying to compare to Jared Goff cuz it'd be very hard david for me to find many other similarities behind besides that.
1: Yeah, uh <laughs> sorry but uh Justin Herbert is 6'6" 245, uh, Jared Goff is 6'4" 217. So body-wise and height-wise they're not even really that similar and Justin Herbert threw for over 5000 yards last year and 40 plus touchdowns, 41 to be specific, and Jared Goff's best season is 32 touchdowns. So I'm sorry, but these two quarterbacks are not really on the same stratospheres. So I'm hoping that Gerald Everett was talking about the size aspect of Justin Herbert and Jerry Cobb.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's hard to take this super seriously, but <laughs> obviously ability wise, I mean, Herbert Bryant has more ability than both of those do, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson, obviously super able to, and I mean, even with Russell Wilson, it's not like I, I, he can scramble around, but it's not built into like his offensive DNA like it Definitely is. Definitely not Russell anymore. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. Well, no, I'm just saying like for Herbert, like, yeah, that's a part of his game. Oh, yeah, like, it's he, not he it's can, something he he's looking escape. to do. Yeah, no, but he's not. Yeah. Taking, you know, 15 step drops and just, you know, right, just right. running around there. And thankfully, with the Chargers' offensive line situation, he hasn't really had to do that too often. Right. Or at least not yes. nearly as often as someone. Like Russell Wilson. Both of them throw a great deep ball. Yes, Russell Wilson's do. more of that kind of rainbow ball. But Justin yeah. Herbert's just like, all right, well, here's a laser from point A to Howitzer. <laughs> just a beam of light. You know, he's oh, yeah. going at the light speed. But <laughs> it was pretty funny to hear him say that. But I, I just like it. okay. Those are the only two quarterbacks really he's played for, right? Yeah, so It was either context, those right. two guys yeah. or Geno Smith. So he didn't compare him to Geno Smith. So yeah. I guess that's a plus. But Brandon Staley also talked about Justin Herbert and the offense and kind of how it's been so far through these first kind of week of training camp practices. And he said it's a much more confident unit than it was a, a year ago. They have a very good operation in chemistry starts up front with the confidence that the group playing together, they're playing physical up front, a clean operation and they're blocking good players. I can really see how they're playing together. I think the skill players are very sure of who they're playing with. I think we're able to call a much larger menu of plays for these guys specifically For these guys, Justin Herbert has improved so much too. They're a tough cover. And David, I think that was very telling when he said, you know, yes. Well, first of all, I mean, it's Justin Herbert, right? So he's going into year two of Joe Lombardi's offense. And when you hear this and you hear the larger menu of plays, you realize, okay, well, they didn't have to get just the basics down the verbiage down, right? The calls down this year, like they had to do all of last season. Now, maybe they can start adding more wrinkles because the basis and the foundation has kind of already been laid.
1: Yeah, and I think last year there were a lot of Charger fans that were upset because they didn't see more big explosive downfield
0: plays. So that's how you're interpreting it is like that that the the new menu items are downfield plays.
1: Yes, that's exactly how I'm interpreting it for sure. I think in the first first year of the offense, like you said, they're trying to learn the verbiage, they're trying to understand assignments, they're trying to get out there and execute the offense the best that they can. The more you do something, the better you are going to get. Now they have all those inventory of experiences that Brendan Staley likes to say in their, you know, in, you know, in, in their memory. Now that right. now that they have that, now they can go out there in year two and they can play a lot more fast. Go out there and chuck the ball down the field a little bit more. I do expect to see some big explosive pass plays more so this year than last year.
0: Yeah, and I mean the. They're better fit to do it, but they obviously don't have that like explosive speed threat that was added, you know, to you think dial up more of those. One thing is though, is like you don't have to have guys who run four threes to attack teams deep. And nope. just because the Chargers didn't throw deep last season doesn't mean they weren't great offensively, right? As much oh, as they we would like them to, yeah. obviously. Because yeah, they were a good offense. And a lot of people want to, you know, point out Herbert's average depth of target, which is near the bottom of the league, but still. Ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So that kind of stuff is definitely overblown. At the same time, you want to see him take more deep shots because the dude (laughs) has a cannon attached to his right shoulder. And you just know how hard it is as a defense to cover that much of the field when you have a dude that can reach every point of the field and can (laughs) create and throw back across his body 50 yards if he has to. He's just a special talent. So you want to see that more. But I do want to focus on the part of it where he says specifically. For these guys and what that tells me is okay some of these guys like DeAndre Carter right maybe an improved on a bar him and Gerald Everett allow them to break out some plays they couldn't break out as much last season so maybe it's not all just deep throws but more gadget things they can center around yeah. these guys, but I also think on the flip side of that it's him saying hey, we have dudes in our offense this year that are much more better equipped than we did last year.
1: Yeah. And I think the, the secret weapons that we've been talking about through throughout this show, they're going to be able to incorporate those guys a lot better because of the efficient offense that they have. They're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better this year. They're already a phenomenal passing team. So when you're able to run the ball and you're able to throw the ball better, you can do some of those trick plays. You can do some of those jet sweeps, and those plays are going to be much more effective. So I think that is what's exciting, adding yet another element to an offense that was already top five last season.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing during that. For some reason, I just thought of like the poster for this show being like our secret weapons, right? And it's Donna Barham and DeAndre Carter, and they're both standing like this, you know, (laughs) back to back. But one of them is six eight, and one of them is five eight, and like it's, like
1: it's like Shaq and Kevin Hart.
0: I mean, totally. Like it just it, the, the, this is the unlikely duo we came up with today, totally unironically, and it just happens to be the tallest player on the Chargers and the shortest player on the Chargers. <laughs> Somehow being the X factors for this offense this season, but it's funny, David, too, because no matter who is at the podium. They will get asked a question about Justin Herbert. So today we wanted to go through, you know, all the everyone's question they got. We don't care if you play
1: offense or defense,
0: you're going to get asked
1: about Justin Herbert.
0: I'm waiting for literally like their new all pro long snapper, Josh Harris, to go up to the podium. And like the first question he's going to get asked is about Justin Herbert. One, like, how do you like playing
1: with Justin Herbert?
0: Right. Like the two will never, you know, go against each other or really be involved in each other's lives. Interact whatsoever on the field ever. Besides being on the same team. (laughs) And like if Josh Harris went up there, he would get a question about Justin Herbert. So when Gerald Everett went up there, it made sense. And then Sebastian Joseph goes up there and he gets asked a question about Justin Herbert as well. And he had like six nicknames for him. He's like, Sherbert? Jay Herbo? I mean, he was throwing all the different <laughs> ones, but he said, unreal talent. Great arm. Has a laser. Put things on a dot. Calm. Cool and collect in the pocket. Goes through all of his reads. Stud. This guy is a stud. It's crazy because he's a lot bigger than I thought. I remember when I first met him, he came up to me and introduced himself, and I was like, dang, this guy is kind of tall. This guy could be playing D-end if he wanted to put a few pounds on. He's a stud. I'm happy to be on a team with him, that's for sure. And it's not understated, David, because like he is the size of, you know, like he's much bigger than like a, a good handful of the dudes we were scouting this year to the Chargers as okay. defensive ends. I mean, there's a lot of 250 down defensive ends out there now. Justin Herbert is that dude. And I think sometimes with all of the talent and all the things he does well, it's easy to forget that this dude is doing it as like Cam Newton, right? Like he is Cam Newton. He's Josh Allen. Like he's that yeah. type of big and bigger in a lot of cases, especially height wise, and like I think it's easy to forget sometimes how much of a tank this dude really is.
1: Let's not forget he knocked out a Chiefs linebacker in his debut, yeah. and then also it whenever like the he first throws drive an interception, he ever went in. yeah, yeah, first drive, he r- runs to the right side, he, a linebacker goes to meet him, and Herbert lays him
0: out, and he got screamed at for and sure. He was, for that he was he was knocked
1: he out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, They're yeah. like, hey, I like that, but don't ever do that again. But if he throws any interceptions, he is always right there to make a yeah. physical tackle. Like Justin Herbert hates it, and he wants to take that hate out on that player that intercepted the football. So 100%. I think I have no doubt that Justin Herbert could play defense if that was asked of him. But he's got the golden arm because he is a phenomenal quarterback. We've got to keep him on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it just, there's so many different ways they could use that size too, right? I mean, obviously oh, yeah. you can be that statuesque pocket passer, but there's a lot of op script stuff. There's a lot of play action and motion and kind of things that you can do with him. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could have this do carry the ball, you know, four or five times a game. He could probably hold up. Do you want to with your prize possession? Probably, probably not. not. Yeah. But he could because the oh, dude yeah. truly is a tank. I mean, he can knock out linebackers. And I still remember when they were talking about like the executives ranking quarterbacks and stuff. One of the quotes from an executive is like, Hey, this dude's an athlete. Like, there's a play yeah. where, you know, we, our defensive end linebacker had him dead to rights and he just outran him to the edge and was laughing at him while he did it. So I, I, I love think it. that, yeah, I mean, you hear stuff like it. that. I mean, the dude just out there having fun and there definitely is that competitive fire. For a dude who doesn't know how good he is and probably doesn't even realize how much bigger than everybody else he he's is, he's so humble,
1: back. man. He's so aw shucks. That's just that's oh, who totally. Justin Herbert is. Man. Uncomfortably
0: it, so. To yeah. it, like him talking about Khalil Matt getting the MVP chance and stuff. It's like you can't even make some of this stuff up. <laughs> but I do think sometimes he wishes he was J.K. Scott and could just run sure. practice with no cameras on him and do kind of. Oh, whatever he definitely does. Yeah, he wants, but. <laughs> That is going to wrap it up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow because we have Daniel Popper who's been at these publicly blacked out practices the last few days. So we're going to get the latest updates, who's playing well, who's winning these position battles tomorrow. So to make sure you don't miss it, go follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you should be able to find us there. And subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. We're excited to have him on YouTube tomorrow, free and available wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find it on our social media. You can hit me up at Dan Talk Sports on Twitter and David Droegemeyer at SD and his DMs, as always, are always open. We were trying to do Fan Friday, but we had to reschedule with Popper. So we we will have that probably for you guys next week. Maybe we'll do some Twitter Tuesday or something. But you can also find the show on Twitter at Lockdown LSC for the show's page on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page and also at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram. If you guys want to call into the voicemail line, you can do that at 323 323- Five two four seven nine two four. But to get the latest and the greatest coming out of Chargers training camp, come back tomorrow for the Athletics. Daniel Popper. But until then, take it easy and go, Bolts.